The objective to deliver the NBA to you like no other. News, play breakdowns, power rankings, storylines you never hear talked about anywhere else. It's all straight shots here. Fired by straight shooters. S and Gun. This is the Objective Basketball Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Objective Basketball Podcast with Lauren Gunn and I, your host, Esfandiar Barahini. Uh, if you think my eyes are puffy, for the people watching this on YouTube, my eyes are a little puffy, and it's because for the last maybe three or four hours straight while I've been editing a video, I've been on the side watching This Is Us, but really, I've been watching more This Is Us than I have been, and it's the last season, sobs, just tears down my face very hard to watch this uh so this i don't know lauren if you're this is us person or have watched it at all but it is it's tough it is it's a tough thing to to go through (laughs) yeah i i actually haven't seen it but my entire family has seen it and every now and then i'll walk in and i'll see them Mm -hmm. watching and i'll or i'll either catch a scene enough to know kind of what's going on but not obviously seeing the whole thing and it is quite the tearjerker so I applaud you for being in tune with your emotions to just let Thank it you. to just let it go to hey, just to just let it out. Everybody needs it nowadays, Facts. you know. Don't let's let's not hide it. But look, we're not here to talk about tears. Uh we're talking about different tears, I guess. T I E R S. that is All-Star tears, All-Star selections. That was a bad segue. We'll we'll work it out. It's okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the NBA All-Star Game starters were released uh, earlier today. If you're listening to this tomorrow, that means they were released yesterday on Thursday night on TNT. Um, Ten guys were named to these All-Star, All-Star games, if you will, All-Star teams. Uh, and that means that there's going to be the reserves being announced next week. Now, what Lauren and I will be doing today is giving out our full teams. Um, what we can do right now, just as kind of an aside, since we have our starters and these actual starters are released, I think we'll just go through the starters and say, hey, is there anybody that you see that you were like, ah, I don't think so. Let's swap it out. I just personally, I'm not too picky. I, I will say this. Yeah, I'm I kind think- of in the same boat on these. I'm like, oh, you can talk me into it. Cool. Like, sure. I don't get I don't get too riled up over all-star stuff right but i think there are i mean there are debates to be had but i'm kind of with you i'm not too like no it has to be this these are the top five it has to be this yeah yeah um okay i mean look we're 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 on a podcast for a reason so let's let's debate i've brought my baseball bat out so i can go to bat for some <laughs> of the guys the- <laughs> no oh come on what i'm no. kidding no where I did that gonna- come from lauren i was gonna <laughs> I was I was going to go to bat for my guys. That's crazy. I like it. The pun like was it. there. It was it, there. I, damn. I know. I dropped it. I dropped the ball. It's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll get the it segues, right. The segues, yeah. the disconnect. What's going on? Uh, it's a Thursday it's because night, Because our teams are just, our teams are going downhill. So, sorry. Yeah. We've just, we've thrown in the top. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Look. This wasn't, this wasn't a good bet to make for us to, no, I tried to do another segue. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I sniffed it out the second. I was like, oh, he's going for it. He's well, going for it. Well, while we're here, ladies and gentlemen, think you know what way it's going to go. Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whatever your sport, Sports Interaction has you covered. Pre-game, live betting on all major sports and prop bets. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Also, there's an app. You can scan the QR code, download it, all that stuff. You'll see it on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. So, let's get into our all-star game selections. Um, we'll start with the East. You want to start with the East? You want to start yeah, with the West? Yeah, I like yeah. that. I think the East. Okay, cool. So, from the fan votes, the media votes, the player votes, we got these five all-stars. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, and Donovan Mitchell. Any any quarrels? Anything you are that jumps out to you? I know there's there's two spots that I think people are pretty angry about right now, but I'm, okay. I'm curious to hear what you say. Yeah, I think it's hard because when I look at this, I also tend to naturally just be like, okay, what position do you naturally play most? And yeah, there are times when Giannis is playing the five, but yeah. in my kind of 
tiers, I guess. In my starters, I did have Joel Embiid in there, um, which then you're kind of looking at. And this has happened in both the East and the West, and we all kind of saw it coming. There's going to be a guy that is more than qualified to be an all-star starter. Absolutely. um, And is not going to get it. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I gave Kevin Durant the boot to the bench really just because I think Jason Tatum, the record, the numbers, to me, there's just no debate. And then Giannis is also up there in terms of being an MVP candidate. So that was a very hard one. But um, I don't know. Joel Embiid at the five versus Giannis at the five and having all three of those kind of so that's kind of where my head was at. But yeah. again, it's it's a very difficult kind of, oh, well, he's maybe less worthy. Does that make sense? Where were you at on it? No, I agree with you. Look, I think the, the East front court uh, is as stacked as the West guard spot is. Yes, 100%. Um, it's, it's really tough to make your decision. You could name multiple starters and you really, like, you wouldn't have a wrong answer here. I think anybody between Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, and Durant would be the right answer. Now here for the the actual All Star game, it ended up being Embiid, Giannis, and sorry, excuse me, Durant, Giannis, and Tatum. Mm-hmm. With Embiid most likely, without a doubt, coming off the bench, he's going to get right. the reserve nod for sure. I think for me, when I did the video, I think I did a All Star predictions video maybe two mm-hmm. three weeks ago. And look, two three weeks do make a, a big. It's a pretty big difference because things change, games played changes. Um, the efficiency of guys, guys start missing time, et cetera, especially with Durant. That ha- I'd made the video maybe a couple of days after Durant's MCL thing. So yeah. now it's been a couple of weeks with Joel and the Sixers kind of rising. Embiid has been absolutely dominant. I mean, he's putting up 33.4. He was the point leader literally last night until Luka overtook him again. <laughs> so it's th- he's averaging 33.4 points, uh, 9.8 rebounds and four assists on just ridiculous, absurd uh, efficiency. That is MVP caliber numbers. He's putting up anything that's bananas. And honestly, look, all four of those guys are MVP caliber guys. Which is crazy. Giannis. It's just crazy. It's insane. Giannis, KD, Tatum, and Bede. You really can't go wrong. I think my thing here, why I'm... I Okay, so just to say what I did is I also went Giannis, Durant, and Tatum, and I put Embiid on the bench. And the reason I did that was games played. Um, I think that plays a bit of a factor. We're talking about the whole half of the season here, a little bit more than half of the season. Mm-hmm. And between those guys, Embiid has played the least amount of games. Uh, right. it, it goes it goes Tatum, who's played the most. And then it goes, I believe, Durant, who's played the second most. And then Giannis, and then Embiid. To me, I think between Giannis and Embiid, you can go back and forth. Embiid has probably had a better season. But games played it's it's the thing that I kind of lead with. And yes, it's two yeah. games. But at this point, availability is something that you're... Like we're... Again, like we're saying, these are four MVP caliber players, Lauren. This is not like me saying this guy is head and shoulders above this guy. Right. They are all worthy, all deserving. But if we have to go and nitpick, games played probably makes a lot of sense to be that area where we, we delineate. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Embiid off the bench, have it as Giannis, Tatum, and Durant. At the guard spots, do you have any quarrels? Do you think – I think Donovan Mitchell was a lock. There was yes. no question in my mind. Like he was mm-hmm. solidified halfway through the season. Um, yeah, definitely. That second guard spot, I feel like you can go multiple ways. Definitely. Uh, they went Kyrie Irving. Uh, you could have gone Jalen Brown. You could have gone uh, – some people would say Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, you could go James Harden. I think they're those those are all pretty good answers. Yeah. I don't mind the Kyrie answer, mm-hmm. although to be honest with you, I I I listened to Zach Lowe and he he kind of had a a point about it. It's like, dude, if you're if you were causing so much trouble this season, there's no real way for me to like go ahead and vote for you and say yes. I'm gonna go ahead and make you an All Star starter. This regardless of how good you're playing right now. The mm-hmm. amount of trouble that he caused <laughs> at the start of the season for the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. carries a certain level of weight. So I understand that argument. That's that's an interesting. Yeah. To, to 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 just you know have that conversation. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I did ultimately stick with Kyrie, but okay. I think that uh, I was looking at Tyrese, but for for me the biggest three things are um, 
like standings positioning uh are obviously are the numbers there but then also yep. games played so to me it's it's are you everybody's putting up the numbers that's why they're a part of this conversation but are you contributing to wins and is your team winning and are you there if you're not there if you're on the bench then that carries less weight with me um and so for me it's kind of those two biggest factors and Kyrie um obviously the Nets are are really doing very quite well right now and I think he's oh, big, yeah. he is a big part of that not I think he's he's very much a big part of that so I did give him the nod there but I'm with you I think you could have definitely gone a lot of different directions um which yeah. is fascinating it's very fascinating yeah uh I went with Brown uh and not yeah. not just because of the the whole Kyrie saga situation I went with him because Brown genuinely deserved it also uh he's averaging 27 on one of the best offensive teams in the league probably you know they they kind of go back and forth between the best offensive team and one of the best offensive teams seems like every other night um he is shooting way too efficiently from the mid-range area he's shooting a career high uh from the mid-range he's getting to his shots he looks more comfortable creating for himself uh the three-point shot is there i think for me it's like he has been such an overwhelming score for one of the best offensive teams i think it makes sense for him to be the second all-star starter just because of how good he's been. Uh, right. He's played so well off of Tatum. I think the defense has improved. And that's been a big thing I've harped on with Jalen Brown in the past is like his off-ball awareness on defense just hasn't been there, bef like for me at least, in the last couple of seasons. But it seems like from what I've watched this year, he's gotten much better on that end. He's more attentive. He's more locked in. The on-ball stuff is always there with him. It was just the off-ball kind of attentiveness that sometimes slipped. I think he's been phenomenal in that area. I would say I have I have done a little bit of a heel turn on Jalen Brown. I was probably sour on him last year. Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I thought he was he was maybe a little bit overrated, overrated for what but but I've I've changed my mind here. I, I think Jalen Brown is a deserving player. He he definitely is an all star and I think he should be an all star starter. So Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, Especially when you're that dominant in the East. I mean, exactly right. You're you're the number one team. You're still the I believe they're still the number one team in the NBA. And like you're looking at how they do on offense. You're looking how big of a of a contributor Brown is to what that team does offensively. I mean, it's no question for me at least. Um, yeah. Let's keep going with the East though, just okay. so we can go with the East and then we'll switch over to the West. Works. Uh, we'll start with our three front court players as our reserves. Okay. Uh, I know the first front court player is obviously the one that's left off from the starters. So for both mm -hmm. of us, it'll be Embiid. Mm -hmm. And then there's two more spots. Yes. I think Pascal Siakam is a lock in one of those spots. Mm -hmm. I hope yep. that you agree so that I don't have to get the bat out. Not for, <laughs> not, for, not for hitting reasons, by the way, folks. For going to bat for my guy. I am so sorry for putting okay. that on you. Oh, that's my okay. God. <laughs> wow, just unbelievable. Anyways, I yes, agree. He is a lot. You agree? I agree. Yeah, I mean, I look, agree. Pascal's been awesome all season. Um, he has been keeping the Raptors alive uh, offensively. I think defensively, he's had some lapses here, but like when it comes to the ground coverage that he has, he's probably also in the top 10 in miles traveled this season. He's definitely in the top 10 in minutes. He is doing virtually everything for the Raptors, averaging 25. Uh, eight and seven, and he's averaging a career high in assists as well, career high in assist percentage. The man has just been phenomenal this year. He is, if the Raptors don't lose their way out of <laughs> out of a spot, uh, I think he's he's pretty much one of those guys that you have to pencil in at the very least in, into an all NBA spot. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Pascal as a lock. That means one more front court spot, and I'm curious to see where you went with this because. I feel like there's two players that people gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm curious which one you went with. And and they may be teammates. So. Oh, okay. I actually, I... you know what? I'm sorry. I'm doing too many hints. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I actually, I went with Bam here. Okay. Same. Same. I okay, went with cool. Bam. I yeah. think what he's doing is like the steps forward that he's continuing to take, especially yeah. when during stretches where they don't have Jimmy or they're still they're just struggling to put it together. Maybe Lowry's having a tough stretch. Yeah, he's, he's been uh, he their healthiest just, player, by the way, out of yeah, all the... Yeah, he does it all for them. Yeah. 
he's just he's phenomenal. So yes, so obviously we both are on, in on Pascal, in on Bam, and then yep. KD is my guy here since I I put him on the bench with uh with Embiid. Oh, I got you. And the starter. Um, look, I, I, honestly, a year bang on. I was watching the Heat game the other day, mm-hmm. and just I, I think it was Miami and Boston, mm-hmm. and just the aggressiveness that Bam had. The way that he was looking for his own shot, settling into mid-range jumpers. He's shooting a career high on mid-range shots this this season, by the way. Um, and doing, like, he's still just as impact, impactful of a passer. He's still just as impactful of a defender. And he's doing it in a way that looks like he's the number one option on that team. Jimmy mm-hmm. has not been healthy this season, although that's kind of picking up. Right. And Hero has missed a couple of games here and there as well. Bam has been their most available player, their best player. And to me, if Jimmy gets over gets in over Bam, it's a travesty. As yeah. much as as much as that's ta- that's putting two teammates, you know, against each other. Right. If Jimmy Butler gets the nod, it's more of a reputation nod than it is exactly an actual you've been watching the Miami Heat nod. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, and like those are the things that will really drive me crazy about the All Star selections. Sometimes, especially with some of the way the voting is structured, yeah. uh, and and not to go down that whole rabbit hole. Uh, and, and so when you're looking at the reserves and you're looking at, okay, you've got the guards, you've got even like the kind of wings, like, like a Jimmy, like a middle, middle guy. Um, and then you've got the front court players, like the true front court players. To me, the way Bam sticks out versus Jimmy amongst yeah. those, that group of peers, there's, there's just no way you can take Bam out of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, and then include Jimmy over maybe even some of these other guys. So to me, I I kind of think Bam is a lock, which might be a little bit of a take, but I just I think he's earned it, and I think I agree, espe- yeah. especially if they maybe hit their stride in the second half of the the season and kind of really get things going. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a massive part of that the way he already is. So I just I he has to get it for me. Just to just to come back on that games played uh, number, so. The only player who has played more games this season on the Heat than than Bam has been Max Struess at 47 games. Mm. Bam Adebayo has played 44 games, Jimmy Butler 34, and Tyler Hero 37. Bam is averaging the same amount of points per game as Jimmy. He's doing it more efficiently, although he doesn't shoot as much threes. He's rebounding more. He's not a- he's not averaging as many assists, but the defense is still there. He is the all-encompassing rim protector and you know shot det- deterrer, if you will at the rim for Miami. I think it's no question to me that Bam should be in there. So the front court spots are pretty solidified. Yes. The guards, we talked about a couple of them, but I just want to make sure which ones you've got in there. Tyrese Halliburton, yes. Yes. Uh, Kyrie Irving, yes, you obviously said that. And Jalen Brown, yes, you you obviously said that. That leaves leaves a couple more spots left, wild card Mm -hmm. spots as well. Um. I think James Harden for me is a guy yep. who I'm throwing in there. He's I mean in the there. way yep. the, the the way the Sixers have surged this season, uh especially as of late, a lot of that has to do with Harden who is I believe leading the league in assists still. Let me double check that. But uh, look, he's he's doing some great work as their kind of like their creator, their all-encompassing creator. The pick and yes. roll with him and Joel Embiid has been absolutely unstoppable and yes, he is leading the league in assists at 11.1. Um, Jesus, I think there's no question to me that he is an all-star, although I have heard some stuff about like, hey, maybe there's some other guys who are deserving. I don't I don't really see that because of how well Philadelphia has done over the last two months and the way Harden has looked in those two months as this creator, as this score, as a guy who works off of Embiid, the way that he is setting up Embiid is is so it's it's magnificent. He's making passes in those pick and rolls that, you know, to some may look like casual passes, but these are hard pinpoint passes that he's making. Um and for him to kind of adjust from being the number 1 option for the bulk of his career to being a number 2 option here in Philadelphia, I think I think he's he's also a lock for me to be honest yeah. with you. Um, yeah, he's in there for sure. Yeah. So, wild card spots. Who do you got? So I think last- it's so so I, let me just let me just double check. We got yeah. Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, uh Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving or Jalen Brown. Yep. Um Kevin Durant, Pascal yep. Siakam, Bam Adebayo, Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden. Which means we've got one spot left. Yes. 
Who is that one spot going to? By the way, I feel like there are a lot of guys here that you could go with. I think yeah. there are a lot of options. Um, For sure. You could give the Bucks a second all-star with Brooke Lopez, having a defensive player of the year type of candidate. You know, he he's up there. I think he might still be the favorite. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen, uh, the Cavaliers are still a great defense, and a lot of that has to do with Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, as we talked about just now, even though the game's played, has is probably, you know, a little bit of a ding on him. Trey Young has had an off shooting season. Yeah. Poor shooting season. You haven't been the biggest fan of Trey Young this season with the whole coaching <laughs> rumors and whatnot. Feels like every yep. podcast you're like, look at the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's because I am rooted in my trades. I know. All, and the Hawks are just, it's I know. coming. It's I coming. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, some would say DeMar DeRozan deserves yes. a nod there. I think there's, mm-hmm. there's clear, uh, you know, the way that he's doing it, he's, he's having almost the same type of season he had last year where he was an all-star starter. Uh, and some would maybe even say, uh, someone from the New York Knicks should make it on there because they're oh, doing so mm-hmm. well this season. I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, it should be someone from the New York Knicks that should make Ooh, it. Ooh, I like uh, it. Yeah, I think I think Jalen Brunson should be an All Star this year. Uh, I think he is everything that New York wanted from a point guard. Uh, mm-hmm. They have been looking for a point guard for so long, and it has helped them tremendously. Uh, he's averaging twenty two and six. He's doing it pretty efficiently. He's shooting forty percent from three. The mm-hmm. way that he is setting guys up, setting the platter up for Julius Randle playing and making uh, R J Barrett look a little bit better. He has been so instrumental to everything they've done that I just feel they're winning. The reason the Knicks are winning is, yeah, Julius Randle is having a bounce back season. Yeah, R.J. Barrett is figuring things out. But a lot of those things is because they signed Jalen Brunson. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, sure. and give it to to Brunson, that final all-star nod. I like it. I, I like it. Um, You know, I do as much as I like to come down on the team out of Atlanta. I did give them oh, the, you nod. Gave Trey the I gave, nod. I gave it to okay. Trey. I gave it to Trey. I Even though the Hawks are having their struggles, the numbers are there. I think the shooting can kind of – he can bounce back a little bit with yeah. that. Um, And I think some of their struggles as a team, while he is their lead guy, I think there are some just other things going on that – are kind of leading to, or, or or maybe the cause even for, for their overall struggles. And so while some of that blame may go on Trey just naturally, I can't blame it all on him. And the numbers are enough for me uh, to put him mm-hmm. on the all-star team. Uh, 44 games this year, 27, uh, just under 10 assists at 9.9. Um, so even though the shooting numbers are a little, are, are what they are, I still, it's hard yeah, for me to ignore look, those I numbers. Get it. I, I think for me, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to refute. Like, look, yeah, Trey Young with the usage that he has and the way that he is handling the rock for the Hawks. Um, it makes sense that he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up. The efficiency isn't there. And I think that kind of digged me because it's like, look, he's regardless, Trey is going to have the opportunities in Atlanta. He's going to be able to shoot the ball. He's going to have the ball in his hand. So the assist numbers will always be there. The points will always be there. The efficiency dropping for me was a big part in showing that he's not having as good of a season as he would like. So I, I get it. I understand. But if I had to go to bat for my guy, I think... I think Jalen Brunson, the Knicks have played better this season. They are obviously higher in the standings because of it. I like it. I think he's been a wholly more impactful player, even though some would argue that, like, take Trey out of Atlanta and, and see how they look, right? There's yeah, always that argument. There's always that but, argument, but I think, for sure. I think for me, just how good he's been this season and how important he's been to what New York does, I think I go Brunson over Trey. But, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I think uh, I think with Trey, or I think with when you're looking at their roster construction and kind of how maybe New York uses someone like Julius Randle and even tries to give RJ that that opportunity. I would be interested to see if Jalen had potentially gone to a team where he had uh, the opportunity to get the the usage rating that Trey gets to work yeah. with on a night to night basis. I do wonder what those numbers would look like if they would be shifted more towards the scoring or the assists, like just how that would look for how he plays and how he leads an offense. Um, but 
for me, I mean, the Hawks are only one game back yeah. from the Knicks, and I mean, it's 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 close in both conferences. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think uh, for Trey, I, I do got to give him the nod. Well, actually, like this is this him. is something funny I wanted to bring up. So, uh, they they kind of released the it. results of where players ranked the the mm. the guys who got voted and where fans ranked the guys who got voted and where media ranked the guys who got voted. This is this is something really funny. Okay, you go. You, I'll, I'll I don't send know that it I've over to this. you afterwards. You go, you go, and you look, you look at the list, and it's like, okay, you know, Giannis player rank number one, fan rank number one, media rank number two. Okay, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Okay, and then you scroll down, you you go mm-hmm. and you notice you're like, player rank number twelve. Who is that? And it's Trey Young. Out of all the guards in the Eastern Conference, Trey Young was voted dead last by players. By the players, he was ranked dead last. He made it, uh, it. The fans ranked him fifth amongst East Guards. The media ranked him sixth amongst East Guards. Players ranked him 12th. And by the way, it only showed us 10 options. So that means that there were two other people not listed on the top 10 that got more player votes than Trey Young. That, to me, I mean, to your point, Lauren, of the... Of the craziness and what happened with the situation and and how Trey looks as a locker room leader and whatnot. All the things you've brought up in this podcast, right? I think the players who voted on this seem to seem to agree. So, yeah. Yeah, the stuff with Trey, I mean... Getting last in terms of player votes, there's a lot that comes with the respect from your peers and yeah. people around the league. And so to kind of see that is is very telling. And I think it's fascinating because I think you got a lot of guys that maybe might like how Trey I mean, I would I would have thought, okay, some of these guys they might I don't want to say like, oh, think he's cool, but like they might not have any problems with him. I don't right. necessarily see him going out there and looking for feuds or anything like that but then every now and then there will be a little bit of like jawing there's the new york atlanta stuff Mm -hmm. um but to me that said a lot and so i want to know if i want to know what that's about is there a lack of respect or is it just like a dislike you know what i mean and so i don't i think it's i think it's fascinating it's definitely something i'm going to keep an eye on moving forward because i had not seen that yet so yeah because he's, look, like his style, and I feel like a lot of people have said this about Luca, but I don't think it applies to Luca as much. But his style doesn't seem like someone who you would like to be teammates with. Yeah. Sitting around, sitting around and camping in the corner is not fun to do. That's uh, fair. So I bet, I bet Trey is, is kind of on the receiving end of that. And then, and then the whole foul merchant thing, you know, the, the foul stuff. So maybe they don't like that. I don't know. I'm not sure yep. what it is, but. Interesting enough. Okay, so for the most part, we had pretty much the same Eastern Conference All-Stars swap in Brunson for Trey, and we're pretty much good. Yep. Right? Um, You had had Trey, I had Brunson. Western Conference All-Stars. So we're going to go with the guys who got voted on. These are the starters. These are Mm -hmm. the people who who are going to be the Western Conference All-Stars. yeah, they're going to be the starters. So look, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Zion Williamson, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic, your guy. Any mm-hmm. objections? Anything that jumps out to you very quickly? I have one minor objection. Okay. Um, but I, I'm I'm curious to see if you have any before I kind of jump in here. My objection is Zion Williamson. I don't... Okay. I'm not on board. I think At there all. are other people... I'm on board with him being on the team, on yeah. the all-star team. I'm not yeah, yeah. on board with him being a starter. Okay. Um, and it comes obviously availability is really is is really the only the only thing. And I think that there are yeah. other guys that are contributing to wins, are available, and are putting up equally as impressive, if not more impressive. I think you can make an argument. Uh, numbers, and I yeah. think that guy is out there, and I think he's in the front court. So I chose yeah. him over Zion. I'm assuming the guy you're talking about, and I don't know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm assuming and you know what people say about assumers. <laughs> um, <laughs> <I cannot. laughs> okay, all right, and, and look, so so maybe I'm assuming, but I think that person you're talking about is DeMontis Sabonis, is that correct? That is, that is the person. Yeah, so look, I think that's the one thing I would nitpick at 
yeah. um, is Sabonis over Zion Williamson. I think I'm less, uh, how do I put this, strong on the mm-hmm. whole not Zion thing. Yeah. And the reason is because I think Zion, if he did play as many games, would probably be the starter for me. Um, yeah. The difference in games played is pretty stark, though. It is. 45 games played for DeMontis Sabonis, and it is 29 games played for Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the injury stuff, the injury concerns with Zion consistently loom, but he has been incredible when he's played. And I yes. think the Pelicans have also been incredible when he's played. He has been a super impactful player, mm-hmm. um, especially with Brandon Ingram missing even more time than Zion has and dealing with that toe injury. Um, Zion had to kind of carry the boat. He had to yeah. to carry the ship and kind of keep things going, make them look good. And to be honest with you, he had them as a number one seed in the West for a couple of weeks there. So I don't, I don't hate the Zion pick, yeah. but I absolutely understand any Kings fan, any enjoyer of Sacramento basketball this season saying this is absolutely ridiculous and that DeMontis Sabonis should have been the all-star starter. Sabonis has been one of the most impactful players in the NBA this season. He's probably going to be a all-NBA type of player. Um, I'm just going to pull up his stats here just so I don't butcher them. But, like, look, the, the Kings are the number one offense in the league this season. A big portion of that, a big reason is actually probably the reason is because <laughs> is because of DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, if you haven't watched the breakdown videos, if you haven't watched any videos on how this Kings offense is humming, first of all, I suggest you do. Second of all, I would say DeMontis Sabonis, the way he works as a dribble handoff hub, playmaking post, uh, a post playmaking hub, a guy who can essentially be your like Jokic-esque type of yeah. player. Uh, he has exceeded all expectations in that realm. He has made Kevin Herter look like Clay Thompson. He has made De'Aaron Fox look like John Wall. He's he's genuinely brought the best out of his teammates, um, and I think that that definitely deserves a nod. So I'm with you. I think if I if that if the one thing from the All Star starters I'd have to nitpick from, it probably wouldn't be the fact that Kyrie Irving is, is on there. It would be the Zion over Sabonis thing. So I'm with you on there, but probably not a strong. As like, yeah. there's no way. I cannot believe it. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm not there yet. I think Zion does have a case. It's just the games played is is yeah. massive and it's it's stark. So yeah, when I was looking at the front court because the guards, honestly, it's Luca that messes everything up. Right. Um. Yeah. But when I'm looking at who's gonna go in the front court next to Jokic, uh, I was looking at. Zion, Sabonis, um, and Anthony Davis. And so when I'm looking at all of them, obviously they impact the game in different ways, um, but the the games play different. I mean, you've got Anthony Davis and Zion are both in that 20, they're in, their, they're in the 20s in terms of yeah. game play, games played. And then you've got Sabonis over here averaging uh, 18, <laughs> 12 rebounds and seven assists with, yeah. I think you mentioned the, the best offense in the league. And I mean, I, it's very hard for me to ignore that. And yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I think I get some... It. I, I I, it. It's hard. It's hard. But I think uh, I think the, the I'm a big if if I can take an opportunity to give uh, some smaller market slash middle market teams a nod, I'm gonna do it. And I think the Kings have positioned themselves well uh, to 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 get that respect and and to get that nod. So I have to give it to them. Kind of curious to see where people went. So yeah, the the players ranked in fifth, which it's still not enough to make him a starter, but. The fans ranked him ninth, so there's there's a clear gap in terms of the the fan stuff that has hurt him. But in terms of the uh, in terms of the media, they got it right. They voted him third. So I mean, I I'm with you there. I think I think I if I if I could go back, I would probably put Sabonis over Zion. I have him as as my third All Star starter right now. So I have the exact same starting lineup except Sabonis over Zion. Uh, and Zion obviously makes it in as a reserve. Do we want to continue with our front court players and then go to the guards? Because I feel like the guard spots are stacked. Yes, let's do that. Okay, so we have Zion uh, as yep. one of them. We have two more spots left in our front court. Uh, you mentioned Anthony Davis. I think there's another guy that's a lock over Anthony Davis, though. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a guy who we've we've kind of talked about a lot here on this podcast. We've harped on a lot. We think he, I mean, I think he's probably winning the most improved player award. Lowry Markinen. I think without a doubt, he has been an all-star this season. Uh, yeah. Maybe you disagree with that. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, he's been averaging 25 points. He's shooting mm-hmm. the lights out from three on over seven attempts a game. He's shooting 43% from 43% from three <laughs> on over seven attempts a game. That's outrageous. Mm-hmm. He's almost a 50-40-90 guy. Uh, he's averaging eight and, a, eight and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. He's just doing it all for Utah. Mm-hmm. The way that he's getting to his buckets is really, really interesting to me because it shows his development as a player from Chicago to Cleveland and now to Utah where he's he's playing more of a wing at, instead of being a big man. So I love the the development that he's had. I think for me, most of all, I love when guys take these leaps and when they take these type of leaps, regardless of how telegraphed these improvements are, like I, I think you have to give them credit. And that yeah. credit is in the form of an all-star nod. So I, I yeah. feel like he should. He's a lock. And also, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the all-star game is going to be in Utah. Yeah. They're playing in Salt Lake City. I hope to be there in Salt Lake City watching Lowry Markkinen play <laughs> basketball. He deserves it. He deserves the all-star nod. I'm going to bat for the guy. So, yes, I like Lowry it. gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I I've got Lowry on my reserves. He's not in my in my starters. Oh, my starter, oh, my, my fault. Starters. So I th- I thought we were good on starters. I I'm I thought... actually I might not Ooh, be. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's let's can we, I don't know if we can do the rewind effect here, ladies and gentlemen. But let's just re- let's run no, it back no, for a second. Okay, cool. Sabonis, you have as your starter. Jokic, yep. you have as your starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca, I imagine you have yes. as your starter. Stephen LeBron, which one of those two do you not have as your starter? I do not have Steph as my starter. Okay, cool. Talk to me about it because I, I think, I think the games played thing is is an interesting factor. So talk to me about it. It's and it, it is ultimately that because the numbers are there. It's it's the quantity. It's the mm-hmm. quantity for me. So I talked about availability and I talked about impacting winning. And yep. if your numbers are there and you're doing both of those things, you are ultimately going to be at the top. Uh, and so somebody that has very similar numbers but has been available and is in fact winning more than the Golden State Warriors is Memphis's own John Morant. John Morant. And I think nice. he deserves to be in the starting uh, starting five for the West. Okay. So okay. So so let me let me talk to you about this. All right. Let's so if, let's do it. Yeah. I so, know it's okay. unpopular. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're if you're saying the whole games played argument, which I can understand. Right, I feel mm-hmm. like I would take another player instead of Jaw. Okay. Yep. And Let's that guy is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's played 44 games for them, same amount of games as Luca. He's averaging 35 and five on nearly 50, 40, 90 efficiency. Right. Uh, he has been spectacular. He is the reason the Thunder are in a playing spot or near a playing spot. He's the only reason they're competitive this season, although I think they've had a lot of fun flashes. We've talked about this, folks. We we, we did the Young Course podcast. Giddy, Dort, all of them, they look fun. But SGA is the main top 10 type of player. Mm-hmm. If I had to swap out Curry for anybody, I it's think him. I would lean SGA. Interesting. Um, over Jaw. Right. But I'm curious to see. What, is is the winning that much of a factor for you there? Is Is it the fact that the Grizzlies are up top? It is. It, it is. It's the fact that not because the West is really tight, but they are at the top and Jaws got 27, five and a half rebounds and eight assists. So yeah. the points, the offensive impact that he's having on the game while Shea is, it's very difficult in this league to continue to put up numbers, the numbers that Shea is doing or is putting up. Um, I think Jaw is his numbers are right there. Uh, I think it's just the points that have so many people with Shea being like, wow, look at what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and so for me, their numbers are pretty comparable and it's it's the winning that takes it over the edge for me for Ja. But I, I absolutely think that Shea, you, he cannot get like overrated, overlooked, anything. Um, I absolutely think he deserves to be in that conversation. And it was yeah. funny, there were so many times doing these 
um, the tiers, the rankings, the starters versus non-starters, or even making the team versus not making the team. And I found myself looking, like comparing three at a time. And at one point it was who gets that final starting spot, Jaw, Steph, or Shea. And I briefly looked at Dame, but I just was like, I can't take Dame over either any of those three, uh, even though his numbers are phenomenal this year. So right. um, the guard spot in the West, I, it's Stacked. very, very tough. It's very tough. Very tough. And I think... I think we can agree that Luca, Steph, John, SGA, they're all all stars. They they are the oh, yeah. surefire guys. Doubt. Yeah. No no question. It's just like what what option do you want to go with really? Um I wouldn't hate anybody for saying Steph. I, I think he's been phenomenal when he's played. He's played thirty three games. Uh he's kind of getting back into form. By the time the reserves get announced next week, he will have had he will have played almost forty games. So I'm comfortable in terms of the games played stuff. Like I'm not yeah, too it's too not iffy. too bad. It's not like a Zion situation or an AD situation where you're like, wow, that he's he's played like a little bit over twenty games. He's less than thirty games this season. How am I gonna kind of say yes to that? But yeah, I get it. I get it. I understand. That was a spicy take, but it's appreciated. It's appreciated. Uh, that's so, what I got to bring. That's what I got to yeah, bring to the Objective absolutely. Basketball Podcast. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. Let's move on to reserves now. Let's All do it. Good. So, so we know that John SGA or in your situation, Stefan SGA are your all-star nods for the guard mm-hmm. spots. Yes. We have three forward spots. I already mentioned Lowry Markkinen. Uh, we already talked about either Zion or Sabonis. There's one more forward spot. I'm wondering where what direction you went with that. So this is where I went with AD. Uh, okay. I, gave, I think even though availability, I've struggled a lot with that. I think if he had been available and was putting up these numbers, he'd be in my starting group. He wouldn't, right. it wouldn't even. So to me, it's okay. The numbers are so impressive, but because you're not available, you have to be bumped down to the reserves. Um, so he's there for me. Uh, but again, you know, you've got plenty of other guys out there that are very much a part of this conversation, but I just can't ignore the season that AD has been having, even though it's uh, somewhat limited. 27 and 12 on 60% shooting. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, he's shooting 60% from the field and dropping 27 and 12. I mean, this is the most he's played center in his career. He's really feasting inside this season. Uh, yes, he's only played 26 games and he just returned recently against San Antonio. Uh, the games will go up as he gets the reserve nod. He'll probably get to 30 by then. I think that Anthony Davis is an all-star. I put him on my all-star reserves. And to your point, yeah, if, if he had played more games, the West front court starting spot would be a lot harder to decide between him and Sabonis. Um, definitely. So yeah, I agree with you. I think AD is right there. The West is kind of easy when you when you look at it that way cuz now it's two spots, two wild card spots, mm-hmm. and you can go a lot of different ways, but I feel like it's pretty clear cut which ways to go. I I'll just give you mine real quickly and see if we have any differences. Mm-hmm. Um I went Devin Booker. Okay. And I went Paul George. Uh so I'm curious because I feel like we might have a difference there. I don't know if if I'm kind of too high on Paul George's season this year, but Devin mm-hmm. Booker, I mean, <laughs> the way the Suns have played this season without Devin Booker should be an all-star candidacy by itself. And hello, Winston, this man, what's going he's on? ruining my life. The attention, the attention seeker right here. I love him. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's the best thing about cats. If my 100-pound dog had <laughs> did the same thing to me, I would be in pain right <laughs> he now. He does not care at all. He doesn't care at all. He's probably going to fall, but Jesus. <laughs> does not care so so cats they do actually flip over on their back right when they fall that's so cool that's so yeah cool. he he just he kind of yeah i don't even know so half the time <laughs> i don't even understand it i just shake my head and keep it moving it's all good he just wanted me to hear he just wanted to hear me talk about devin booker that's what mm-hmm. it was he wants yeah. you to see him yeah yep you're right uh no so i'm gonna go d book and paul george i think like look the fact uh how the Suns have looked without devin booker is an all-star not in itself yep. the numbers are crazy also 27 5 and 5 he's doing it very efficiently he was the lifeblood of that Suns offense when he was there he ran everything he was just like it trust me the best case for devin booker being an all-star this year is how they've looked without him uh, yeah. So, so yeah, he's he's without a doubt in my kind of spot there. Do you have Devin Booker? I do have Devin Booker. Now, do you have Paul George? I do not. 
Yes, I th- I figured Paul George was the line of delineation, and it seems <laughs> like it seems like by the way that final wild card spot is where we've deferred so far. Trey yes. versus Brunson, and now Paul George versus Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. I, yeah. It's it's so hard to ignore the numbers for me, and it's yeah. I, I don't know. At first, I was like, okay, when I'm looking at. From, I don't want to say from an eye test, but when I'm looking at the standings and I'll take like a brief look, but then I'll be like, okay, who do I think will end up being my snubs before I kind of go through it? And then when you really start diving into the numbers and you see someone, I mean, not similar to Shea, but when you see somebody that's reaching that 30 point per game uh, average, that is something that I can't ignore. Um, so I, I had to give it to Dame. And I, yeah. I also, with the Clippers... Too many questions, the availability. Sometimes when I see PG, sometimes when I see Kawhi, I'm like, oh, man, mm, I, I just have too many questions. And with Dame, yeah. I think you know what you're getting. The numbers are there, so I had to give him the nod. I'm really curious because I think there's another guy out there between Paul George, Dame, and this person that okay. might get some consideration. That's De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Kings have been good enough to, uh, to get a second All-Star. I think I Fox has been essential. How he's looked in clutch, like the way he's scoring in clutch and the efficiency he's doing at is insane. Sabonis has obviously opened up so much of his game, but I wonder if Fox gets some consideration here because sure. he's he's looked awesome. I mean, the guard spot is stacked in the West and he may not get it, but man, he's looked great. Uh, I, I'm cool with Dame. I mean, whenever you average 30 and you're doing it on 50 36 uh what is it hold on let me let me pull it up here 46 38 90 shooting splits he's also averaging seven and a half assists the blazers aren't winning a bunch they're not winning as much as i would have hoped they would have won but Mm -hmm. dame is putting up ridiculous numbers i mean last night what was it last night he dropped 60 or the uh, the night before that Uh, he dropped 60 he did drop 60 at some point he did it was january 25th last yeah so last night yes that feels like forever ago i know i know it does feel like forever ago and especially (laughs) since i've been watching this is us it really feels like forever (laughs) But um, <laughs> I love this. I have no idea. I love this. Yeah, I know. I know. But look, uh, 30. Yeah, I, I, I don't debate that. I think that's totally fine to throw Damian Lillard on there. And honestly, uh, his play as of late is making my Paul George pick look stupid. I think if I had to change it up right now, I would switch. You know what? I'm going to do it. It's not like there's switch. anything yeah. sent in stone. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to pick uh, Dame over Paul George. There we go. So we have the exact same Western conference all-stars. The only East thing is Jalen Brunson over Trey young in which we will fight for forever and ever. <laughs> I picked your Dallas Mavericks guy, funny enough. And you're taking a Trey, uh, an Atlanta that Hawks guy. Funny. funny connection there. Oof. Um, I wanted to to talk about a couple of rumors that have hit the yes. rumor mill before we head out. Uh, obviously, the big rumor, something that I had posted, was the Bob McCown podcast podcast reporting that OG Ananobi wants out. Um, I am not going to go into too much detail of what I found, but what I will say is that the person that he spoke to uh, is a pretty reliable source in that department. Um, and you know, I kind of vetted and double checked the sources there to see what was accurate. I think it is interesting. It's an interesting perspective to have because of what we heard last summer from what OG Ananobi, you know, him not being happy in Toronto and wanting out. And there have been rumblings this season of some of the players not being as happy, you know, the CJ McCollum situation where he kind of said that some of the players on the Raptors aren't happy. Um, it's an interesting thing to look at. I'm not sure how that changes how the Raptors approach the deadline. Mm-hmm. I I think if I'm Toronto and and OG does want out, it does make sense for this deadline to be the time to move him mm-hmm. because in the summer it'll be it, it, there more there might be more offers out there in the summer, but also he only has one more year on his contract. Right. Whereas now you're getting him for one and a half, and he might not be looking for. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you can kind of you can kind of sell him that way a little bit more. The value is higher right now to move on an OG Ananobi than it might be in the summer or even next trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, and if the offer is out there, you know, there were reported packages of, you know, multiple picks, prospects and whatnot. 
if those type of packages are out there, if the Pelicans are offering something with a Dyson Daniels included or a Herb Jones and, and Tramer, whatever, right? If something yeah. like that is included, you take that and run. I really do think you take that and run because if a guy doesn't want to be there, I mean, like you there's have There's only to, so much you can do, yeah. yeah. There's only so much you can do, exactly. Uh, yeah. And re recouping on your assets probably makes the most amount of sense. So that's all I'll say on the OG front. I don't know if you have anything to say add onto that but yeah he, I, think, I guess you hope he's a maverick at some point <laughs> oh god wouldn't that be i tweeted before the season started here's my realistic trade here's my what's probably and going to happen and then here's my absolute dream scenario and my dream scenario was og and anobi yeah uh, and the reason great. it's yeah. a dream is because the mavericks can't afford it but yeah. um i do agree with you that i think now is the time to sell if he if there is enough internal pressure you know supposedly coming from him that he yeah. is ready to to move on um now is the time to, to maximize on that return value, especially uh, with what's been rumored, like you said, in terms of how many picks have been potentially talked about going Thrown back there, to Toronto. Yeah. Um, and it's not even just the number of picks, but this draft that's coming up is one that Toronto is absolutely going to want to be able to maximize on. And so yep. uh, if I'm them and I mean, we've been hearing all season about everyone in the league wants OG Ananobi. He's a fit on literally every single team. Um yep. That's very rare. And so things do change when you're in that final year of the contract. And and if you do find yourself there and there's just been more and more momentum of, okay, he wants out, he wants out, then that does affect the value. I think we're sort of seeing that a little bit to a lesser degree with Miles Turner. And so I think Masai is too smart and too savvy uh, to let a situation go in the direction that he doesn't want it to go. Um, so I'm going to be really fascinated to see which teams seem to be more and more aggressive um, on the OG Ananobi front. And for me, yeah. I'm looking at a New Orleans and even New York. Those are the two teams that I'm kind of looking at. I think that there are plenty of other options yeah. and he could end up elsewhere. But I think those two are kind of in a, in a very fascinating position to where they could, they could pull that trigger if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I think another team I would throw out there is Memphis because... Yeah, Memphis too. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a video coming up out about this on Saturday, but they're, they're in a position where like... Jaw is just entering his max deal. Jaron Jackson Jr. is on his deal already. Desmond Bain has a season after this, and then after that, it's it's he's getting big money. And Dylan Brooks is looking for a contract extension this summer, so their payroll is starting to add up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And before they do that, they can kind of capitalize on the situation, trade a couple guys, trade some of their prospects, and yeah. get another guy in there. Um, so that they can kind of like, this is, this is the time where if they're smart, they can find, they can get four guys on max deals. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. well, That's four crazy. max value player players yeah, without having them on the deals that are max value, because you right. obviously can't afford that. But I think it's possible. And like, look, if they want to throw their hat in the ring for OG Ananobi, I think, I think it would make sense. I think they yeah. have the extra picks to do it. They obviously have the prospects to do it. It could be interesting. And, yeah, you know, who knows? I think there was uh, there was a report that for the Raptors' last home game, I believe it was against the Knicks, the Grizzlies scouts were there, Spurs scouts were there, Timberwolves <laughs> scouts were there. A lot of discussions and a lot of conversations probably happening mm -hmm. uh, on that home stretch. But, look, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a lot of conversations and a lot of dealings in these next two weeks, we are officially 14 days, 14 days until the trade deadline. Uh, stay tuned with the objective podcast here. We are going to break it down for y'all. Everything that comes through the radar, whether it be rumors, whether it be actual trades, uh, you know, whatever there is to do with the trade deadline. We have you guys covered. Appreciate you guys tuning into the objective podcast. Lauren, it is always a pleasure and I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Going to bat. I'm going to bat. I'm not doing anything else with this bat. Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. Follow hosts at just S. Barahini on all socials and at the Lauren Gun on Twitter. The Objective Basketball Podcast. Delivering the NBA to you like no other.